This morning, we have a very beautiful gospel, which I know that all of us in this church have heard of before. It's known as the gospel of the Good Samaritan. And like many of the parables that Jesus tells us, some religious writers say if the whole gospels and all the Bibles were lost, and we just had a few of these parables, the parable of the prodigal son, the parable of the Good Samaritan, this would sum up the whole of Christian faith, the whole of Jesus Christ, what he stood for and what he did in this world. And so, since it's such a familiar gospel, I just want to highlight a few things for you this morning. It says that a lawyer went to ekpirazon, is the word that's used in the Greek. It's the same exact word for those of you who are familiar with the gospels. When Jesus Christ was going to go up to Mount Tabor, excuse me, after his baptism, he went 40 days and 40 nights into the wilderness. And it says there that the devil came, ekpirazon afton. He came to put Christ into temptation. I won't go into the details of that encounter, but suffice it to say that he says to Christ, make these stones into bread, you're so hungry. And Christ says, you don't ekpirazi the Lord your God. Man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes out of his mouth. Jump down, the angels will save you. And again, the Lord responds in the third time. He says, fall down and worship me, and I'll give you all of these kingdoms. And that's where Christ says to the devil, have a nice life, and sends him away. So the same word here is that this kind of question from this lawyer because lawyers are known to be careful with their questions. They like to get to the heart of the matter. They're not people who work with words easily and fluidly and uncarefully. They're very careful what they ask. So this man goes, says to Jesus, you know, Lord, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Ekpiraz on him, right? He was, he was testing him. It was an antagonistic question, we could say. He's tempting Christ. And the Lord says, like a good rabbi, like a good teacher, well, how do you read? How do you read? You've read the scriptures. You know the answers. How do you read? And he says, it's there where it says, you should love the Lord your God with all your mind, heart, soul, and your neighbor like yourself. And he says, good, you have answered correctly. Go and do it. But it says he wanting to justify himself, and as I like to say, the loopholes that all lawyers look for, says, and who is my neighbor that I have to sh love as I love myself? And that's where Jesus says the story, that a man was coming down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers and the robbers grabbed him and beat him half dead. And on that same road was passing by a priest who when he saw the man half dead, dead, he, how could he know? It says that he crossed and passed on the other side. He wouldn't go near the half-beaten man. And then it says, then a Levite came walking down the same path. And Levites were those who helped in the temple. 
They help the priests. It's like a sidekick, if you will. And it says the Levite does something even worse than the priest. The priest saw him at a distance and crossed the road. The Levite goes up and looks at him. Takes a good look at him, it says, and then it, he passed him by. And then it says the Samaritan. Now, it's very difficult for us in today's first 21st century to really understand what it means of the relationship between Samaritans and Jews. The, these people were the epitome of the enemy. They, had, they were decades and century-long enemies. These were the, the lowest class of the lowest class in the structure of the ancient world. And, and Christ is opening to us this kind of parable in front of the well-learned, well-read people, right? And he's saying, a Samaritan. Immediately, as soon as he sees the man half dead, immediately goes up to him. Immediately, it says, he poured oil and wine on his wounds. Immediately, he took a bandage and wrapped him, put him on his own animal, brought him to an inn, said to the guy, take care of him tonight. I'll give you two days worth of my workings, two denarii were about two days worth of work. Take care of him. And then when I come back, if there's anything else, additional costs associated with him being made well, I'll pay it. And Christ says, and this I have to get right because it's very important. So I'm going to look at the gospel. Christ says to him, careful now. He says, which of these three do you think proved neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers. Which of these three do you feel proved neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, the one who showed mercy on him. And Christ says, go and do likewise. That's an important statement. He asks him, the lawyer asks Christ, and who is my neighbor? And Christ outsmarts him at the end and says, who do you think of the three proved neighbor to the one who fell among the robbers? I don't know if you catch that nuance. In Greek, it's also pretty important. It's not who is my neighbor. It's who can I become a neighbor to? Who can I become a person that sees the pain of someone else? It's not me searching for a neighbor, Christ says. It's not about you searching for a neighbor. It's who you can become a neighbor to. You follow that? It's a little nuance. Christ outsmarted him. And so as not to extend my remarks because the day is packed, as you all know, I'd like to focus in on three things. I want you to leave today thinking about three things. There are those people in this world who see the circumstance of others and simply pass on across the street. Totally avoid them. I know John Doe is suffering in his house. I know he's got pain, lost somebody, going through a broken marriage, whatever the case may be. I'm just going to pretend I didn't see it 
and I'm just going to walk across the street and pass them by. There are those people that do exactly that. They are too holy, because in the, in the parable, there was a priest who did that. Me, lower myself to engage with these problems, I keep a distance. The second category of people are the people who are very curious to hear all the gossip and bitter, you know, bickering about other people's lives, to walk over and take a peek and to get in people's business, to hear all what they heard, right? To gather information. Oh, did you hear what Father Pandelemon did? They're nosy. They want to go and look. And even though they see you in moments of pain and being crushed by life, they just keep walking. And worse, they probably go and talk about what they saw, and they probably go and talk about what they heard. And then there are the third category of people in this life that some people get close enough to care. You can't care from somebody who's half dead being a half mile away. You got to get close to him or her. The good Samaritan goes above and beyond. Can you tell me where this poor little Samaritan found bandages? You know what he did? He took off his clothes. This is all I got with me. Let me get my clothes off. Let me wrap these bandages. Oil and wine. That's all I have. Let me pour that on them. Let me see what I can do to help this man that's half dead. That's why, friends, when we are close enough to care, remember this. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost us. When you start caring about people, it starts costing you something. It might be, you know, I'm busy tonight. I'd rather just sit home than run to a friend I know who's in need. I'm tired. It's going to cost you relaxation. It might cost you some money. You may have to pull from your own bank of whatever you have to help these people. And that's why we say... Love must be shown in action, not in words. And mercy takes action where others take off. Christ says, which one of the three? He says, the one who showed mercy. He says, you go and you do likewise. You become the neighbor to the people who need mercy. And when you do that, because in this story, friends, Christ is the good Samaritan. Christ went, the one that all of Israel rejected and had as the greatest enemy that they would crucify him, he's the one who goes to bound the wounds of his own people. He comes to us in the same way. Mercy is not afraid of getting its hands dirty. So it's going to cost you, 
and you're going to get dirty in the process. And Jesus Christ calls all of us today to be exactly his followers and have the same exact attitude of the Good Samaritan. We see the pain with our eyes, friends, but we show compassion with our hands and ears. That's the way it goes. So the question as we leave today, as I ask it my own self when I read this passage, is where have I failed our Lord? Who are the people that I have failed to be a good neighbor to? Who are the people that I saw from a distance in pain that I crossed the street and avoided them? Who are the people, even worse, that I went up and stuck my nose to find out what happened and just slipped away without any help? That's a question we all have to answer. If we're going to be followers of Jesus, Christ says to us today, show mercy and all of us, let's go do likewise. God bless us.